Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Caramed and Proven Investments Limited. My name is Keisha Hill and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. In this podcast, we will speak with Trisha Williams Singh, the chairman of the Early Childhood Commission, about the significant benefits for investing in quality early childhood education in Jamaica. Ms. Williams Singh, thank you for joining us on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you, Keisha. Thank you, everyone. Mrs. Williams Singh, what is the role of the Early Childhood Commission in Jamaica? Thank you again, Keisha. The role of the Early Childhood Commission is to advise the Minister of Education on policy matters relating to early childhood care education and development in Jamaica, including initiatives and actions to achieve national early childhood development goals. The role is also to assist in the preparation of plans and programs concerning early childhood development, monitor and evaluate the implementation of the plans and programs concerning early childhood development act as a coordinating agency to ensure effective streamlining of all activities relating to early childhood development. Uh, what are some of the other functions of the Early Childhood Commission that are not mentioned here? Other functions include su supervising and regulating early childhood institutions, analyze resource needs and submit recommendations for budgetary allocation for early childhood development, identify alternative financing through negotiation with donor agencies, and of course, liaison with such agencies to ensure effective and efficient use of donor funds. Why is it important to have policies in place for early childhood education in Jamaica? Uh, this is a double question. Uh, what are some of the standards and requirements of the Early Childhood Commission? So the policies, it's very important to recognize that when you have a policy, you work from that to ensure, so the policy supports early childhood practitioners to understand their roles and their responsibilities. It also ensures consistency of approach and embedded practice. It enhances effective management. It guides high quality practice. It also regulates the operation. It protects the children's rights. And that is very important because I like to share, oftentimes we don't recognize and we don't realize that our children, they do have rights. So it protects children's rights. Realize best outcomes for children's development. At the end of the day is to ensure you know, that this child 
achieves his or her full optimum. The early childhood sector in Jamaica operates within a legislative framework that requires for operations are stipulated in the Early Childhood Act of 2005, the Early Childhood Regulations of 2005. There is also the standards document, standards for the operation, management, and administration of the early childhood sector. When we talk about the standards, we speak to the 12 standards of operation, ensuring one, teachers have training and knowledge to help children develop and achieve their full potential. Two, early childhood institutions offer high quality early childhood development programs covering all the domains of child development. Three, early childhood practitioners have the knowledge and skills in managing and promoting positive behaviors in children. Children are kept in the best physical environment that meets health and safety standards. Children are provided with indoor and outdoor resources and spaces for optimal development. Because as you know, in the early years, you actually learn by play. Early childhood institutions have facilities and policies to promote children's health. Children are provided with nutritious meals. I can't reinforce that point as well. Now remember, you know, what you put in is what you get out. And if you eat healthy, then your performance is equally healthy. There are safety measures and equipment to place in place to safeguard children's safety at the institution. Children's rights are upheld. They are protected from harm and have equal access to service. The school, the home, and the community are a part of the children's development. The early childhood institution has a good management structure and there are policies and guidelines for operation. And last but certainly not least, the early childhood institution have sound financial practices and and adhere to standard accounting principles. What are some of the strategic plans that are currently developed to ensure that children at the early childhood level are provided with the requisite support in order for them to realize their full potential? So within the operation of the government of Jamaica, there is the National Strategic Plan, which serves as a roadmap for improving the quality of early childhood development in Jamaica. The Early Childhood Commission supported the implementation of the government of Jamaica's first National Strategic Plan for ECD, which started 2008 to 2013. Then we have the second, which is 2013 to 2018. And currently, we're in the National Strategic Plan of 2018 to 2023. And you use that to build a sustainable path for ECD in Jamaica. And it takes a life cycle approach to the child's development within and I'll begin by sharing the five priority areas. So one, critical parenting. Parenting is the first priority, which is the child's first contact with society. The child's next point of contact involves access to child health services. So that's when you know, we talk about you going to the clinic, all that, during these early years of the child's life. There's also the screening and early intervention. 
This may become necessary to address any developmental delays which could negatively impact the child's optimum development. So that is why the early years we talk about you assess your child. You do not test a child. You assess a child in, the, in, in early years. And upon entering the formal education system, the priority is to ensure that the children's development is facilitated through or in the early childhood institutions. So for at the early childhood level and the institutions, there have to be safe, well-maintained, and where the fifth, remember I tell you there are five priority areas. So the fifth one is now the practitioners who are trained. That is why it's very critical to speak to the training of our practitioners. They are trained and are equipped to effectively deliver Jamaica's early childhood curriculum. So just quickly run through again for our listeners, because I thank you so much for this opportunity, is one, parenting, two, child health, three, screening and early intervention, four, early childhood institutions that are safe and well-maintained, and five, practitioners who are trained and equipped to effectively deliver Jamaica's early childhood curriculum. And thereafter, the other four priority areas include where there's a coordinated approach to this delivery of the early childhood service. So it has to be coordinated. Then we have to move to evidence-based decision-making. And that is why it is very important that we have our age four assessment. And again, because it's informed the planning, the policy and strategy going forward and also thereafter to pro promote public awareness because now you have done all your research, now you have collected your data, you can properly inform our public. And last and certainly not least, but very important is resource mobilization, the strategy to ensure the ability to implement and execute the plans for the sector by identifying resource gaps and, of course, seeking additional funding where needed and required. How does an ECC or an ECI uh, meet these requirements to be registered as a legally operating institution? Okay, so it's, it's for an institution. So first of all, once you have in your care over four, souls as we like to call little ones then you need to apply to the early childhood commission for registration to which then you will work towards these 12 standards which we have spoken about um, number one staffing two developmental educational programs interactions and relationship with the children standard four physical environment indoor and outdoor equipment health nutrition, safety, child's rights. So as an owner, as someone who wants to, 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 to start taking care of the little ones, so you're going to establish an early child institution, you have to be knowledgeable about child's rights, which is standard nine. You have to be familiar with interaction parents and community because most early childhood institutions, you operate within the community 
to which you are from. And so it is critical to have that established relationship with the parents, the community. Again, administrative wise, you have to be strong, your documentation and your policies, because remember, no, you know, again, the, you have to be able to, when we have our inspectors that visit this institution for you to become certified, you have to be able to show the policies that are written to protect this child, to, to, to execute as we talk about the Jamaican uh, early childhood curriculum and your finances, it, it has to be there because remember now you have to pay your light bill, your operating costs has to be covered. So overall finance is also very important. So we also encourage our early child institutions like any other school that you have your fundraisers. Um, there, there, there are some schools where you charge a fee Right, but do know that government institution, infant school, infant department, they are free. So the option is there of how you will fund your school, but the intent is always to work towards that certification. So your staffing, your 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 indoor outdoor equipment, because remember now, children learn by play in early years. So you have to be able to have indoor playing so that if the weather, there's rain outside, you there are certain activities you do on the inside, but at the same time, the children need to go outside to play because that helps you to develop certain skills. And another thing which oftentimes we don't realize is that when you put children to play, it starts to begin to teach them how to share, how to interact, how to relate. So it's, it's very wholesome why you should ensure that your indoor outdoor equipment exists and it's there. They have to be in a space where the, the, the plant, we call it the plant, it, it, it has to have safety component. Your doors have to swing a particular way for when the children have to exit. You have to have your proper signage. It's also critical to know that within little ones, you have a certain amount of space that has to be allotted to the children. So you can't have a very small space to put 10 children in it. Then that will not afford them to play properly. It will not afford them. And it's also the same when you speak to the amount of toys, which is an example, which is a learning tool. So you have some toys, your ratio have to be in line so that you find that the children can equally have access. That's why you won't have you'll find within the, 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 the standard, it speaks to the amount of toy and learning material per child. So you can't have 10 children in a room and you only have one learning um, tool. Then what are you going to do with the other nine? You understand? So it, it's very detailed, but it speaks to equity, equality, and development of the children. And all the, the, the owner has, of the institution has to do is understand what the standards are and work towards it. And you, you may in fact have an institution that is heavily funded privately and you're able to open your school with achieving all 12. But as is, what is critical is once you decide that you're going to enter taking care of children, you should apply to the early childhood institution. You have an inspection because we do have our inspectors. And once you meet and there's no issue to health and safety, you're given a permit to 
operate. And we also have within the early childhood sector what we call their title, their development officers. So they will work with an institution to ensure that the programs are in line with the Jamaican early childhood curriculum. Okay, so uh, the bottom line is once these institutions meet the requirements, that, that's 12 of them, right? Correct. They are given a permit to operate and... No, once they meet, sorry, Keisha, sorry, I may have confused you, so forgive me, no. Once they decide that they have, they want to, they have three, four or more children that they want to take care of, right? right? They apply to the Early Childhood Commission for a certificate of registration. They apply for registration. Okay. And once you have an inspection and you're, you're no threat to the health and safety of a child, you're given a permit to operate. But, however, say you apply and on inspection you have achieved all 12, you get a certificate of registration. So it means you're a certified early childhood institution. What we have more in Jamaica now are schools that have a permit to operate. So it simply means that there's no threat to this child's health and safety, but there may be some aspects within the 12 standards that they've not achieved. So for example, when you go through the standards that I speak to, you may end up administrative wise, you come in at 80% because all your policies are not properly documented. So you do not receive 100%. So it simply means you can still operate, but you will not get the certificate of registration that says you're a certified school because you still have one policy document that is not written up properly, outstanding, so you come in at 80%, not 100 uh, we're going to take a break now to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. John John, Manoya in there. lights are come back. Pinky this time. Akisha. Akisha. Just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock me door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facility's maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back to Impact in Jamaica. We are speaking with Trisha Williams-Singh, Chairman of the Early Childhood Commission. Uh, Ms. Williams-Singh, thank you for staying with us. Uh, what are some of the ECC's intervention programs? 
Well, one that we recently launched and it's quite innovative is actually the Brain Builder Center program, which is part of the zero to three years strategy, which focuses on ensuring that all our Jamaican children receive the best start in life. This provides free access to children three months to three years within the best environment for their development. Because research has shown, Keisha, that it's within from the womb that your child begins to develop and begins to learn. So what we have done with the Brain Builder Center, we speak now to the development of the first 1,000 days. So we start to monitor that child. So the fetus, that's why parenting is so important to everything that we do at the Early Childhood Commission. So we now take the children as early as three months from the parent where you have them in a safe, nurturing, stimulated environment. And then you transition from that three months to up to three years. Then you enter the early childhood institution of more play-based and then you make the transition to formal learning between six and eight years. And that's when you talk about primary. So the Brain Builder program, quite innovative. And from the Brain Builder program, we developed the first 1000 Days app, which was launched by the ECC to provide awareness on the importance of child development to assist parents and family in supporting their children's development. Because again, you actually start to learn from conception. So as you get pregnant, when you get pregnant, that learning begins there for the children and a healthy child from there gives, so healthy early start, guarantee success for that child. You then, we also have facilitated an annual professional development institution or PDI. This is very innovative. And this is an event for building capacity of the early childhood sector. The PDI, which is a three-day professional development program, is designed to equip practitioners with the knowledge and skills relevant current practice facilitated by local and international presenter, present, presenters. Because you know that things were involved in Keisha. There's always changes. So how do you keep up with the changes that around us? So our PDI is designed to have that. So if there is a innovative way, a new way of how we help to develop our children, this is an opportunity for our practitioners, all our stakeholders to get that information. And then there's the implementation of the child care education and health development information. And this is an updated information technology solution aimed at addressing the deficiencies in the data collection and data management processes of the ECC. This new IT system is expected to result in the provision of a more agile, reliable, and efficient use of technology to provide data retrievable in real time. So let me expand a little here. What we're trying to do again, Presently, for you, when you apply for early childhood to be registered, you, you have to fill out this form. You physically have it taken to us. We're moving to where this form will be uploaded so you don't have to leave the comfort of 
your early childhood institution to get all this information to us. We want to know capture data on our children electronically. It goes within as share the database so you have real time. So when called upon to ask how many children, how many boys, you know, how many girls, how many students do we have registered with special needs, real time information is provided there. So technology wise, we are placed at now at the forefront at the Early Childhood Commission. And also what you find is that it also helps us to reduce certain operational costs and those funds can now be used to also improve or continue to improve early childhood development in Jamaica. So it's a win-win with the technology that we now have at ECC. Okay, the app that you mentioned, uh, where is it uh, found? It's, it's in the App Store, Play Store, so you download it, the first 1,000 app. Uh, since the beginning of your tenure at the commission, how many institutions have been certified and overall how many institutions have been certified since the early childhood commission was established well keisha i'm proud to say that prior to being chairman we didn't have any early childhood institution that was certified and since my tenure as chairman we have 265 early childhood institutions that are now certified. We have that transitionary time, we didn't have any. Now we are at um, 282 overall that has been certified. With the recent pandemic, a few has, they have closed, you know, so we're, we're monitoring that closely as well. Um, in encouraging early child institutions to apply for registration, I want to emphasize the benefits of being registered with the Early Childhood Commission. You have access to Early Childhood Commission services, such as training programs to build capacity. There are grants and subsidies provided by the government of Jamaica. So this is an advantage to being registered. You have access to support from donor funding. You have access to support from Early Childhood Commission personnel. Again, we're seeing that we're moving, we've always been moving in the right direction. We've seen an acceleration of shifting gear where it's more taking what we do to the practitioners, not waiting for them to come to us. Uh, in my tenure, we've also done an all island registration certification fair where we went around Jamaica and we visited communities, sharing with them. Also, since being chairman, we have launched, which is something that I proudly speak about, which is our community relations department that does early childhood, we call it ECC, Pond Corner. So we have our community relations officers going into the communities and being more proactive in speaking to our parents and future parents about the importance of early childhood development. I noticed that there is no fee attached, which means it is subsidized by the government. Is that the case? It's, there is subsidy, but to apply for the registration, it's only Jamaican $1,500. ECs, early child institutions are encouraged to please submit an application of registration to the Early Childhood Commission. You pay an application fee of $1,500 along with supporting documents. You can visit our ECC website, 
which is www.ecc.gov.jm for more information on registration. And like I said, we have now done it where you can do it from the comfort of, you can submit your documents from the comfort of your institution with the technology that we have brought now to Early Childhood Commission. For there are over 2,800 ECIs in operation in Jamaica. So with this current statistics in terms of those that are not registered, uh, what are some of the development plans that the ECC has in place for say the next five years? Okay, for the next five years, we're ensuring that parents have access to parenting education and support services. We're strengthening partnership with our parenting partners to better coordinate the delivery programs offered to parents. Because as you know, when parents are informed and are a part of the solution, then the desired objective will be achieved in, in making those children achieve their full optimum. We want to facilitate the development and implementation of the national school nutrition policy in partnership with, of course, the Ministry of Education and Youth and Ministry of Health and Wellness to strengthen the focus on nutrition in the early childhood sector, which will ensure that all our children in early childhood institutions are being provided with nutritious meals. I can't emphasize that where it is important that our little ones are given nutritious meal. There's also to improve the inclusive early childhood program and services offered, increase in the number of places within early child institutions that support children with varying needs. So that is that is critical to note that we want, because remember, you know, some of our children with their varying needs, special needs children, we have to be more inclusive. Inclusive, we have to find more, provide more institutions in communities that what I like to call all in one, inclusive. So they they, they cater to our, our children with varying needs, special needs, you know. So we, we have to have that. There's also improved initiative to have where the protocol to improve the screening and early intervention for children and family at risk. We need to increase the number of professionals employed in the early childhood sector to support our children and families at risk. There have to be the implementation and monitoring of Jamaica School Readiness Assessment. Remember earlier I spoke to you about the age for assessment and the family risk screening school tool because it is critical where it's from early that we need to understand. Because remember, you know, each child is individual and we have to handle that child as an individual. And it can't be, and it will not be, and should not be where it is a approach where one hat fits everyone, no. So it is important when you assess your child that you recognize the, the need and you develop, you, you have the program specific to ensure that this child um, achieves his or her full potential and then you have to look at the family at risk that's why it is critical to have the family at risk family risk screening tool we need to review the early childhood curricula which focus on uh early stream education and for our listeners which you hear them use the word between stream stem it speaks to science technology reading engineering arts and mathematics it's, it's, it's very wholesome with our children. 
um, expansion of the zero to three training program to support brain builder center and families with children within the zero to three age cohort. We need to create, which I like, it's something which I'm very passionate about. We need to create more infant school and infant departments in Jamaica. Because when you hear the word infant, it's free. So it's giving more access to the most vulnerable. When you hear early childhood institution and a, 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 a name, it, and it, the sector, and, and, and for clarity, I like to share with everyone, understand the sector. When you hear infant, it's free, completely supported by the government of Jamaica in terms of paid teacher, free access to the child. When you hear a public-private partner partnership relationship, that institution gets a subsidy from the government of Jamaica. And then you have those institutions that are just straight private. They get no subsidy. Both public-private and private charge a fee, but the public-private gets a subsidy from the government of Jamaica. So the, the five-year plan is to see more infant school, infant departments created in Jamaica. So the, the, the space for the children, the most vulnerable, free, is, is greater. And Mrs. Williams Singh, thank you again. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.